For those of you who might have missed what we have started uh, last Sunday, we are now on the second Sunday of this sermon series entitled, I Am Second. Just in case ang wala kayo rito nung unang linggo, sinimulan natin ang series nito based on the premise that when the people of God get this truth, that I am second, that we are second, therefore we are affirming that God is first. And there are many things that will benefit us when we bring ourselves back to that point when we are reminded nothing and no one shall ever replace God in His primacy, in His supremacy in our lives. He is and He will always be the first. When we know that God is first and we rightfully take our position as only second to Him, then we know He is master, we are servants. He is the leader, we follow. He know He is God, we are not God. He is the creator, we're the created ones. When we put that right, when we get that right, mga kapatid, maraming attitudes ang mababago sa buhay mo for good and for the better. Many perspectives in life will be aligned to the bigger agenda of the Lord because last Sunday we realized when we talked about Joshua. Joshua was the assistant of Moses for 40 years. For 40 years, he was content just by being the aide of Moses. For 40 years, he was just content waiting on every beck and call and every bidding of Moses. And yet, we realized last Sunday that the Lord made use of those moments for Joshua to develop a servant's attitude. That in all the things that God would do in his life, because God did a lot of things in Joshua's life, it was always, Joshua was always brought to the core of his existence, and that is, God would always be first. And he was going to be second, always. And that equation shall never change. And that's why Joshua was able to conquer a lot of things, champion a lot of things for God. The very unorthodox ways through which God exhibited His power in the life, in the leadership, in the ministry of Joshua. Jericho walls breaking down, not by sheer military strategies or valiance, but because God is first and Joshua knew he was always second. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about another character. Next Sunday, I'll preach on John the Baptist how the role of John the Baptist was crucial for the edification and the magnification of the name of Jesus. He was one man, a minister that knew God is first. He is second. Jesus must now increase. Therefore, John the Baptist would say, I must now decrease. He knew his position in the kingdom of God. And that's why the Lord unfolded through the ministry of John the Baptist Many miraculous things. The Sunday after that, we will talk about Stephen, the greatest waiter the first century Christianity has ever seen. His first ministry was to wait on tables and serve food for the widows. And yet, Stephen is hailed by the Bible as the very first Christian martyr and the very first one in New Testament Christianity to have seen the doors of heaven open and the Son of God ready to receive him into his bosom. We'll talk about Stephen 
two Sundays from now. And then three Sundays from now, the last Sunday of, of March, we'll talk about Timothy, the great successor of the Apostle Paul, a man who was besieged by feelings of fear and timidity because he didn't know yet who he was in the kingdom of God. But when he got certain that he was second and Christ will always be first, even in the absence of the Apostle Paul, Timothy was able to do great and mighty things. Today, as I have assigned you, I'll give you a quiz about Elisha. Sinong pwedeng mag-preach tungkol kay Elisha? Bababa na po ako. Sinong nagbasa rito tungkol sa buhay ni Elisha? Taas ang kamay. Salamat sa pagiging honest, mga kapatid. Mukhang walang nagbasa ng buhay ni Elisha as assigned last Sunday. But, but I know you have read about the life of Elisha. So shall we bow down our heads and let us pray. Father, you are first in our lives. And all of us here are second. Lord, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Get this and get this right. So that, Lord, in every season, in every path, in every challenge, in every opportunity, even our celebrations, even in the height of our successes in life, we will know it is all about you and never about us. It is about your glory and never about ours. So today, Lord, speak once again to your people. Make use of your narrative, your story, through the life of one of your great prophets, the prophet Elisha in the Old Testament. And Lord, as we exposit on the truth of the Bible about Elisha, speak unto us, Holy Spirit, in ways only you can. And we know, Lord, we will never be the same again. Hold your Bibles. Place it in your hearts. Say this is the declaration with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. Louder I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. So by faith, I receive the inspired, the life-giving, the anointed Word of God. So therefore, whatever I hear, I will do. Whatever I get from God, I will share. For He deserves the glory. In Jesus' name. And everyone was saying, give God your applause. <laughs> Elisha, let's talk about him, shall we? Now, Any discussion on Elisha will never be complete or will never be faithful if we will not give the real context of his life. Without mentioning his predecessor named Elijah, Elisha will never be, would never be where he was if it was not for his predecessor, Elijah. Yung isa letter J, yung isa letter S. So don't be confused today, okay? Elijah, siya na una, ang kanyang successor is Elisha. We're going to talk about Elisha today, letter S. Now, as I said, Elisha would never be where he managed to get if it was not for the calling that was placed upon him by God through the prophet Elijah. Now, Elisha must have suffered what we call successor's syndrome because 
Just like any successor in any leadership position, Elijah rather wore a very big shoe to fill. If you'll, if you will review First Kings, it was all about the ministry of Elijah, the great prophet of the Lord. By his word, he rebuked Ahab, he rebuked Jezebel. By his word, he said, there would be no rain in Israel except by my word. Imagine that. Talo si Kibuloy, mga kaibigan. Ito ang tunay na, stop! When he said to the rains, stop, it did stop. It really stopped. There was no rain in the whole of the land of Judah and Israel for three long years. And when he said, rains come, the rains came back. Not through a false prophet like Kibuloy who would uh, profess something that he could not be faithful to. But Elijah was a mighty man of God. It was Elijah that confronted the evils of his day. Ahab. Ahab under the uh, control of his evil wife named Jezebel. And uh, you know that story when Elijah, out of his anger towards the uh, very prominent, very widespread Baalism, ang mga tao noon, ibang Diyos ang sinasamba, si Baal or si Baal. And people were now bowing down to this, to this Asherah poles, the god of fertility, the god of sex. They were like, idolatry was all over the nation. And Elijah said, okay, let's put this to the test. Gather all the priests of Baal. Let's meet at Mount Carmel. Let's have a showdown. And you know the rest of the story. The prophets could not bring down the fires from heaven. They were chanting. They were cutting their their wrists. They were doing all rituals, but no response from their gods. And then Elijah would mock them. Are your gods asleep? Maybe your God is in the toilet. Maybe he's not. He's too busy today. And so they got so frustrated. And when they got so tired, Elijah said, it's my turn. He called down fire from heaven and fire consumed the offering. Now, who could do that? That's real power, huh? That's real anointing. That's the Elijah that Elisha was following. A man of such great anointing where God manifested himself in such supernatural way. But you know the rest of the story of Elijah? Elijah, for one reason that we cannot fully grasp or put our arms or hands around it, after this much vaunted confrontation with the priests of Baal, one word from Jezebel, when Jezebel said, tomorrow your head would be detached from your body, Elijah got afraid. Isang babae lang ang katapat, si Jezebel. And Elijah got so depressed. You know the rest of the story? He, he went under a sycamore tree and he started saying, I am nothing. Everything that I have done is nothing, nothing. He was just so depressed. The angels of the Lord attended to him. And when he got over his depression, we now go to our reading, 1 Kings 19. The Lord said to Elijah, Let's read this out loud together. Ready, go. Go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And read this out loud. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphath, from Abel Mehola to succeed you. As prophet. This is the first time the name of Elisha has ever been mentioned in the scriptures. 
Elisha was coming under the very big shadow that was being cast by this great prophet named Elijah. But it came at a time when Elijah needed a friend the most. When Elijah was depressed, when Elijah was dejected and discouraged, when Elijah felt everything that he had done for the kingdom of God was for naught. So I'd like to talk to the leaders that are here before we go on in this preaching. It's very real for you leaders that because you bear the weight of leadership, and as we said last Sunday, when you are thrust to the very forefront of leadership, everything in front of you is new. Market forces you could not control. Client behavior you cannot have control over. Market conditions. One tiny unseen virus has now crippled the entire planet. There are many things in the life of a leader that would really drive you to your knees. And if you are not solid in your theology, just like Elijah, even despite the many miracles that God might have shown you in the past, one tiny threat from an enemy could send you careening out of the road. It can send you to depression. But God knew the need of a leader like Elijah. He knew, God knew that he needed a friend. And so Elisha was brought into his life. Let's skip a few verses. Let's go to 1 Kings 19. Verse 19. Okay, now let's go to another part of 19. Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphath, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. Now, not unless we are Middle Eastern people, we would not understand this. The calling of Elisha from Elijah was rather very queer. Bising-bisi si Elisha sa kanyang pagiging farmer. Siya ay nag-aararo sa bukid. And Elijah comes in response to the calling of the Lord. And Elijah threw his cloak towards Elisha. Now, cloak is a mantle. Balabal. It was a mantle symbolic of power and authority. By Elijah throwing his cloak to Elisha, it's a way of telling, the prophet telling this young man, you are being called by the Lord. So, Elijah left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, first let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. And Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what I have done to you. From the very onset of his ministry, from the very onset of Elisha's calling, Elijah already said, think about what I said to you. This is not going to be a walk in the park. This is going to cost you just about everything you've grown accustomed to in your life. You're going to leave your father and your mother. You're going to have to burn bridges. You're going to have to slaughter the oxen that have been your source of living for so many years. You'll even have to give it away. Even your plows, you'll have to give it away. There's nothing that you could go back to. Think about this. Elijah would tell Elisha. So Elisha returned to his oxen, slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire. So pati kanyang araro, kanyang ginawang panggatong to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. And then when he burned all the bridges, 
Elisha went with Elijah as his assistant. Now, leadership lesson number two. It's good to be a leader. It's good to be called. It's good when you know that God has called you for something bigger than yourself, bigger than what you could conceive of. It's good to know that the Lord's word is upon you and there's a cloak and a mantle that is given unto you whenever the Lord calls you to do something so great. You know why? Because that calling will be the very same core that you will go back to every time doubts would come. Pastor Albert, my Elijah here in church, 20 years ago, when he looked at me in the eye and he said, God is calling you to be a pastor of Lighthouse. And he said, let me think about it. And he said, okay, I'll give you a few weeks. And then after a few weeks, I met again with Pastor Albert. And I just said, Pastor Albert, what are the things that entail this calling? And Pastor Albert, of all the things that he could say first, he said, the church could not pay your salary. Allowance ka lang. That was my Elisha moment. Having come from almost 14 years of corporate experience, where I knew the glory of having to control my own income, my own cash flow, when I knew if I do this, it would amount to this much earning. If I close this much of sales, this would amount to much earning this much in my bank account. But my Elijah, a.k.a. Albert Clavo, he said, the church could not afford yet to pay you. Are you okay with allowance? And when he mentioned the allowance amount, napalunok ako ng maraming laway, mga kaibigan. It was not even a tenth of what I used to make at that moment, not even 10% of what I used to make. But that was the thing, that is the beautiful thing when you take an adventure with God. And Elisha, and, and I am second guy, a guy who, is, who knows that he is second, knows that it's God's agenda, not yours. It's God's story, not yours. You're just privileged to be thrust into this river of grace. Where will that river take you? You wouldn't know. Where would that end? You wouldn't know. Because the righteous shall live by faith and not by sight. It is the calling that you receive from God that you would have to go back to. When adversities would now arise, when questions and doubts from yourself about yourself would come unto you, you would have to go back to that moment when you could so certainly say, but God called me to do this. Because if that calling is not certain, konting problema rito, konting gusot dito, konting away dyan, konting tampuhan dito, you would always, you could so easily say, oh, I, I'm out of here. I don't need this. I don't need this drama. I don't need this burden. I can do so many things else with my skill set, with my giftedness, with my network. I can do so many things in my life. But no, that calling is so all-encompassing. It all, it's all so consuming, my friends. I'd like to talk to my fellow ministers that are here. And you can very much relate to what I'm talking about. There had been, there was that crossroad in your life when you heard that call of the Lord. Not just for ministry. When the Lord called you, Brother David, leave the comfort of your family business. Now, Put up gas stations. You don't know anything about gas stations. You didn't know anything about gas stations. It was a crossroad for you. But you persisted because you knew God called you to do that. Brother Eboy, 
You would always say you were hari ng bankrupt, bankarote. But God persisted in your call in your life. Continue in this business for I would bless you. You would have to go back to that call in your life. Otherwise, your being a doctor would one day reach a point of burnout and you would say, why am I even doing this? Why am I even burying the sickness of other people when I myself have so much worries to attend to? Elisha knew the cost of his calling. Leadership lesson number three, and I am second guy is captured, captivated by the call of God. And you know, and you knew, your life would never be the same again because of that call. You have the cloak of God over you. Questions would come, Brother Alex. But kung ba ginagawang family for life? Brother Joseph, but nga ba ako nagiging piskal? Brother Che, bakit puro aircon na lang aking natubag? Pastor Josh, bakit youth? But you know when you know, God has put in you the cloak of anointing. And for as long as you know, Doc Jules, that you're called to be a dentist as much as Doc Josie is being called to be a dentist, that cloak, that calling, the Bible would say, is irrevocable. That calling, that seed is incorruptible. And so, Elisha was called by God. But for the first 13 years of his ministry, 13 years, he was the assistant of this great man, Elijah. He did not become the star of the show. He was not at the front. Just like Joshua, who had a calling in his life, 40 years, he was Moses' aide. Elisha, for 13 years or so, he was Elijah's assistant, an aide-de-camp, personal assistant, never on the front, never complimented by anyone. He was there to do every bidding of his master, Elijah. Leadership lesson number four. Sometimes God is preparing you, if not oftentimes, God prepares you for the greater things He has in mind for you. But there is this year of waiting, this year of testing what is in your heart. Rowan, are you willing to be a servant? Are you willing to be an assistant? Are you willing to be a nameless person? Are you willing to be at the back office? Are you willing to be just on the sidelines? Nobody would even recognize you. You are an armor bearer. You're the one that holds the, the water jug of your pastor. Para pag nauhaw, ikaw lang tabigay. For 13 years, yun ang buhay ni Elisha. Elisha knew the concept of being second. And maybe Elisha has grown comfortable with it. Why? Because to be second is comfortable. You know why? Because he didn't have to make decisions for himself. Whatever Elijah would do, kasunod lang si Elisha. Just like Joshua to Moses. Being second is very much stress-free. Kung ano lang galaw ng boss mo, gawin mo lang. No problem. But this time, the crossroad would appear. But in the crossroad, I believe, more than the friendship that sustained them, it was the prophetic call that bound them together. Importante pong magkakaibigan tayo dito sa church, mga kapatid. Oh, I have been blessed with gazillion friends here in Lighthouse Christian Community. It's good to be surrounded by friends. Everybody will say, Amen. It's good to be surrounded by barkadas. It's good to be surrounded by kindred hearts and kindred spirits. You travel together, you eat together, you rejoice together, we play badminton together, we cry together. It's good to have friendship circles. But my friends, 
Kung friendship lang ang nag-uugnay sa atin, delikado. You know why? Because in ministry, maraming tampuhan. In ministry, maraming away. Hindi naman marami, pero minsan may nag-aaway. In, in, in ministry, minsan there are unmet expectations that can really shake you to the core. Friendship alone will not hold us. Promise. I have seen a number of friendships dissolved here in church. But for as long as we know that we are called to serve God together, that calling should be the tie that binds us together. That God should be the third strand that would weave us in our relationship. So much like the husband and the wife. Kung ang friendship lang, maganda pong magkaibigan, mag-best friend ang mag-asawa, importante po yun. But even magkaibigan, mag-best friend, nagkakasawaan. It's the third strand called Jesus Christ that would hold you to the ups and downs of life. Elijah and Elisha was bound by a calling larger than themselves. And therefore, for 13 years, they developed this friendship. And yet, even the best of friendships had to come to an end. Just like Joshua last Sunday, Elisha came to his crossroads. Why? Because even the best of things in this mortal life would have to come to an end. Elijah was now to be taken up to the heavens. Magpapaalam na si Elijah kay Elisha. And as we said last Sunday, your crossroads would take you to your core. When everything is being shaken, when everything that was familiar is now being taken away from the Lord, and everything now that is in front of you is unfamiliar, everything that you are now seeing as a leader is something you have never done before, something you have never gone through before. There's a leadership edict that says, you cannot take people where you have not been. That's a good leadership motto, but sometimes it is not true. As a leader, sometimes the Lord takes you to roads you have never been yourself. And yet, you have people following you. As I said last Sunday, there are many parenting books in National Bookstore in Fully Book, but there is not one that says how to parent Luke Joshua Baldo. There is not one that says how to be a dad to Caleb Stephen Baldo. There's not. It's always something new. So how can I take people when I know I myself, I'm guessing through this. Importante pong malaman mo. Even in times when you don't know what to do. Even in times when you are so clueless where to go. For as long as you get this right, Jesus is first. You are merely second. Yes, you might have the entitlement or the title that you are the leader, but my friend, for the rest of your life, Jesus will always be your leader. You're always going to be second. And with Jesus leading the way, you will never, ever lose the path of your life. And everyone will say, Amen. Come on, give praise to the Lord, mga kapatid. Those crossroads should lead you to your core. Those crossroads would now challenge you to dig deep. So, Elisha, what have you learned for the last 13 years? So, brother boy, what have you learned for the last 27 years of being a Christian? Now that you're in a crossroad, you will have to dig deep into that core. So, Pastor Jojo, now that Pastor Albert is 
no longer the senior pastor of Lighthouse. For 18 years, he held this church so strongly, so powerfully, so grace-filled. But now, Pastor Albert passed on the baton to me, and I never even had a warning that it would be passed on to me. I had my moment of disorientation. But in that crossroad, God took me to my core. Whom, you, whom will you trust? Your own gut feel? Because my gut feel would tell me, don't accept the position. You would be in for so much work and so much burdens. Bagong kasal palang kami ni Rose two years ago. And Pastor Albert passed on the baton to me. You have a wife to take care of. Rose was just adjusting to my three kids. You have a family to rebuild, renew, restore. And now you're being given this role. Oh, that crossroad, my friend, took me to my core. And you have your own story to share in your life. One core value that we can learn from Elisha is loyalty. Sikuhin yung katabi, sabi mo, para sa yan, kaibigan. Loyalty. Sa mga ka-generation ko, kilala niyo si Billy Joel. And isang a song that says, Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. Mamaya ko naawitin mga kapatid. But may, re- may I rephrase it, if honesty is a lonely word, may I say loyalty is also a very lonely word because everyone seems so flighty. At the first sign of trouble, at the first opportunity to beg off, off they go. Off we go. At the very sign, at the very first sign, uh, mukhang mahirap to ah, ba't ko ba pap- papagurin ang sarili ko rito? Many people would just easily conk out. Elisha, as the I am second guy, could teach us, can teach us the core value of loyalty. Because for 13 years, he was loyal to Elijah. And so, 2 Kings chapter 2, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to the heavens, in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. For the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. Now it must have hurt, right? 13 years mong pinaglingkuran si Elijah. And in this momentous day, when Elisha knew in his spirit that his master Elijah was going to be taken away by God, Elisha would say, Wagang sasama sa akin, dito ka lang. Oh, loyalty was tested. And buti lang pumasa si Elisha. First round, no way, Jose. As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, my master, I will never leave you. And so they went together. Talagang kalad karin to si Elisha, mga kapatid. Clingy ang tawag dyan ng mga kabataan ngayon. Ayaw humiwalay sa kanyang master. Now, as they were walking, the group of prophets, at the time, meron na pong company of prophets, from Bethel, came to Elisha, not to Elijah, came to Elisha and said, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Now, Pastor Jonathan offered a very good insight in this. What was the manner by which this was spoken? This must have been like an ujuk. Oh, Elisha, mawawala ng bossing mo. Alam mo nang ibig sabihin nun, right? Ikaw na. Malapit na ang time mo. 13 years ka kayang naghintay. Ngayon, mawawala na ang master mo. Elisha, 
Huwag mo kami kang kalilimutan pag nasa Malacanang ka na. It must have been the tone of that. But Elisha would not want to talk about it. He said, be quiet. I don't want to talk about it. I'll talk more about it in a short while. Then Elijah said to Elisha, so nasa Bethel na sila, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. Again, Elisha, Elisha replied, as surely, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went together to Jericho. And again, the group of prophets came to Elisha. Elisha, gusto mo mag-shopping na tayo ng presidential table mo? Siguro, palitan na natin, magpa-carb na tayo ng bago mong sign sa office. Ikaw na ang major prophet ngayon ng Israel. Elisha, malapit na mawala si Elijah. Elisha said, of course I know that, but I don't want to talk about it. Be quiet. There's an amount of lesson that we can learn from it about loyalty. Then Elijah, for the third time, commanded Elisha, stay here. For the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, audaciously with all loyalty, Elisha says, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself, you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Reminds me of Ruth. When Naomi, the mother-in-law, would say, Ruth, patay na ang asawa mo, yung anak kong inasawa mo, patay na. You can now go back to Moab. Come on, you have a life to live. Ruth, go ahead. And what did Ruth say? Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay. Your people, they will be my people. Oh, your God will be my God. That's loyalty, mga kaibigan. And today, I must agree, this is a lonely word. Because many people are now so flighty. It's all about me now. What's convenient for me? What is easy for me? What is the path of least resistance? Leaders, be loyal to those who are above you. Because as you sow, you shall reap. If you're loyal to those that precede you, by God's grace, those who follow you will be loyal to you as well. Everyone will say? Amen. And I am second guy is a loyal guy. He treasures moments with his leader. He does not want to talk about his leader's exit when his leader is very much around. Importante pag-usapan niyan, he's not puffed up by thoughts of succession. Kaya ngayon, di ba, ang daming nag-uudyo kay Robredo. May sakit na, si Duterte. Malapit ka na. And I am irked by this. Instead of praying for the president, many people would want the president to actually go and die. Why? Because Robredo, it's your chance. Now, I am not pro or anti anybody, but I'm just saying it's bad taste. It's bad taste to talk about your mentor's exit when your mentor is very much around. Elisha would not want to talk anything about Elijah's exit. He knew in his heart. Elisha, Elijah already revealed to him, I'm going to be taken away from you. But Elisha would not hear any of it. For me, what is important is you are here. What is important for me is the now. What is important here is that I have these moments to treasure with you. What would God do next? It's beyond me. But what I have is you. What I have is this moment with you. A loyal guy, a loyal husband does not look around with wandering, lustful eyes looking at other girls because what you have been given is your wife. A loyal wife does not wander around with her lustful looks because what she's got is her husband. 
Yes, there are many good churches around us, but for one reason or another, the Lord took you to this church. You fix your eyes on this church. How could God disciple me in this church? How could God grow me? How does God want me to grow in this church? I'm sure you'll be blessed with the other churches, but what I have right now is this church, this community. I will remain loyal because I know my place is that it's not about me in the first place. It's about God. I am second. And you know the rest of the story. When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. It must have been such a painful crossroad for Elisha. Tell me, one last request. Malapit na akong kunin ni Lord. What do you want? And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double portion of your spirit and become your successor. Another core value that those crossroads took Elijah, Elisha to is a core value called audacity. Can you say that word? Audacity, audacious, katapangan. Hihingi ka na rin lang, humingi ka na. Magwi-wish ka na rin lang, magpipray ka na rin lang, magpray ka na. And of all the things that Elisha could ask for, he asked for the best. He said, I want a double portion of your anointing. My master, not because he wanted to be more famous than Elijah, not because he wanted to accomplish more than Elijah, but it was a need of the moment. For 13 years, Elisha saw how Elijah battled the demons of Israel. For 13 years, Elisha saw the rampant paganism, the demons, the evils that lurked in every corner. Elisha saw that no less than the double portion of Elijah's spirit should be available, be made available for him if he is going to even be at par with what Elijah had done during his lifetime. My friend, an I am second guy is a big dreamer. I'd like to clarify it. Not because you're saying I am second that you'll now be lulled into this attitude of false humility. Let me say that again. I don't want you to be lulled into this posture of false humility. And then they, I am second lang naman eh. I, I don't want, I don't want. I am second. That's false humility. I am second is, yes, a posture of humility, but it's also a posture of willingness and obedience. Because I am second, I respond only to what my first, the God who is before me, would have me do. Because it's not about my agenda. It's not about my preference. And so, because Elisha knew, the moment Elijah would be gone, it would be an uphill climb for him. So he asked for something that has never been asked before. He said, Master, please give me a double portion of your anointing. If I'm going to be able to overcome the unrighteousness of this generation, if I'm going to be able to be an overcomer of the darkness that pervades this generation I am in right now, I want a double portion of your anointing. And you know how Elijah replied? He said, oh, you have asked a difficult thing. It doesn't mean, impossible naman ang hinihingi mo, double portion, ano ka, sinesuerte? Not, not that. Elijah must have been saying, you have asked a difficult thing. Because you have seen me for the last 13 years, how this calling in my life 
took me to the Ahabs and the Jezebels and the depressions and the disappointments of ministry, and you're asking double of this? Spider-Man would say, with great power comes great responsibility. If you're asking for double portion by spirit, that means you will be confronting double of the demons I had to confront. You'll be confronting double of the burden that I had to carry. You'll be having double of the problems and the issues that I had to face. This is a difficult thing, Elisha. This is the difficult thing. But Elijah set one condition. But if you see me when I am taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. Audacity, my friend, is the willingness of the I am second guy to hang on to your master until the very end. Because you know, it is your master in whose life, in whose path, your eyes are locked. Nakalock lang talagang mata mo kay Lord. Lord, mawala lang lahat, wag lang ikaw. Mabulag na lang ako sa maraming bagay sa mundo, pero Lord, hindi ko hihiwalayan ang pagtingin ko sa'yo. Hindi ako hihiwalay ng tingin sa'yo. That was Elisha's loyalty. That was Elisha's audacity. I'm asking for your double portion, and yes, my master, I will see you until you are no more. It's a core value, mga kapatid. Why? Because we are now raising a generation of easy quitters. A generation that gives up so easily. A generation of Christianity that is so onion-skinned. A generation of Christianity that is so sensitive. That's why the Bible say, in the last days, the love of many would grow cold because they would go to preachers that would preach to them messages that would tickle their ears, not the ones that convict, not the ones that rebuke, not the ones that challenge, but the ones that tickle them. We are now living in that generation. Prosperity gospel. But are you willing to see through, to see beyond, to see your master till the very end? For as long as I could see you, my master Elisha, I will hang on. I will hang on. I read a little side note. When Elisha was already the prophet and Elisha was old and gray, and Elisha was now in his sick bed about to die, the king of Israel, Jehoash, went to him to ask for his advice. He said, Master Elisha, uh, the Arameans are threatening to invade Israel, the northern kingdom. What do I do? Here were the last words of Elisha. I'll digress for a bit. Elisha said to the king, take the arrows. And the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. And the king struck it with the ground three times and stopped. The man of God, Elisha, became very angry with the king. You know why? Because Elisha said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now, you will defeat it only three times. What's the point of this? Alam naman na ang maraming skirmishes yan. That's why we have a saying, you won the battle, but you lost the, the war. In any war, the king should know. The war is won by many series of battles won. Here was this king asking the advice of Elisha. A foreign nation is threatening to invade me. And here was a man of God telling the king, get an arrow, strike the ground. The king could only strike it three times. And Elisha became angry. Why not six times? 
When you know, by average, it would take about six battles before you win the whole war. Now you would only win three times. Meaning, if you're going to ask God, why settle for three when you could go for six? Why settle for half when you could go for full? Why settle for one when you can ask for double portion? I mean, are you getting this, church? An Elisha moment will take you to the core. And that is, if you walk by faith and not by sight, ask God for anything, Jesus would say. Ask God for anything, and He would do it unto you. Command this mountain to go to the, to the seas, and it will follow you. Meaning, if you're going to exercise your faith, be audacious. Because the audacity of your dreams and the audacity of your prayers reflect how you perceive the size of your God to be. Kung maliit lang ang Diyos mo, maliit lang ang request. Pero kung ang Diyos mo ay napakalaki, lalakihan mo rin ang hihingin mo sa Kanya. Everybody will say, Amen. Be audacious. Be loyal to your God. Stick to God up to the very end. Be audacious to ask for the biggest anointing that you can ever receive. We will pray about that in a short while. And lastly, another core value that we can learn from Elisha as the I am second guy is the core value of continuity. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah carried by a whirlwind was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. That's why they say, of the many humans that ever lived this planet, only two human beings did not taste death. Enoch, he walked with God and was gone. Hindi sinamatay. And pangalawa was Elijah. He did not suffer physical death. Sinundo ng chariot. Tanungin mo nga katabi mo, gusto mo ganun din ang sundo sa'yo ni Lord? Yung naglalakad ka sa buwing kamino, and you're no more. Fantastic way of going and exiting, right? So what happened? Elijah saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elijah tore his clothes in distress. Elijah knew that moment was coming, but he grieved still. Grief is very important. Grief is natural. Grief is human. And the Lord does not deny you of it. When you lose somebody, when you lose something, when you let go of a comfort zone, you grieve for it, and the Lord allows you space to do that for a moment. Even the prophet, the company of prophets that were egging Elisha, Elisha, malapit ng mawala si Elijah, and then when Elijah was finally taken, the prophet said, no, no, let's look for him. Baka dinala lang ng whirlwind sa kabilang mountain, parang crash landing on you, mga kaibigan. Napunta lang ng North Korea, kaya nawala rito. Alright? Maybe he's just in the other mountain. Let's look for him. And they looked for Elijah for three days. And after three days, only then did they realize Elijah was gone. As a leader, you also allow people to grieve. When I became senior pastor, even though I've been a pastor of Lighthouse for 20 years already, when Pastor Albert said goodbye as senior pastor, Oh, 90% of the church grieved. And I understood it because I was grieving myself. Two or three families left the church. It was their way of coping with healing. Not because they hated me. I trust that. 
But it's because they could not, they could not picture lighthouse na hindi si Pastor Albert ang kanilang pastor. And I understand that. No harm. No harm done. No, no hurt feeling. It's okay. Find your healing somewhere else. When I lost Bing, and after one and a half years, I remarried. Many people, or some people, left the church. And I understood that. Because they could not bear the sight of Pastor Jojo with Rose. Because they've been used to the last 20 years of Pastor Jojo with Sister Bing. I understood that. And so, for those people who would say, Pastor, di ko talaga kaya And I would say, go and find your healing. No harm. Hindi niyo ako na insulto. I am with you. You grieve? If you're not yet healed, go ahead. Leaders, you have to be secure enough to understand that. Loyalty is not something that you ask. Loyalty is something that you earn through the years. Amen? So this is a good lesson for many of us here. If you are taking over a company, don't expect people to be loyal to you at once. You've got to earn it through the years of your sacrifice as a servant leader. Elisha grieved for the passing or for the, for the absence of Elijah. But after the period of mourning was over, verse 13, Elisha picked up Elisha's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. And then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And then the water divided and Elisha went across. Elisha knew that, yes, I grieve the absence of my Elijah. Elijah is no more. My father, my father, he was in distress. But an I am second guy also knows it's not about even your grief. It's not even about your drama. It's not even about your own emotions. The Lord respects their emotions, but it is about the greater agenda of the Lord that is wanting you to continue. It's about the work of the Lord that will remain undone if you will not say yes to His agenda over your life. And mind you, my friend, the same cloak that Elijah used to call Elisha, diba? First Kings 13, you remember? The same cloak that Elijah used to call Elisha was the same cloak that the Lord allowed to remain. All the other slippers, bag, lahat ng gamit ni Elijah, kasama sa chariots of fire, except the cloak. If only for God to tell Elisha, I am not yet finished with my work. And therefore I know you are grieving. Therefore I know you are missing Elijah. I know the prophets, they are missing the great man Elijah. Who wouldn't miss Elijah? Everyone would miss Elijah. Great man. Who wouldn't miss Chuck Quinley? Great pastor. Kung pwede nga lang si Chuck Quinley uli. Kung pwede nga lang si Pastor Albert uli. Kung pwede nga lang. But the Lord is telling us, the cloak is now passed on to this new generation. Would you continue? It would be hard, Jojo. It would be hard, Lighthouse Christian community. Pastor Jojo is not as good as Pastor Albert. I don't have the doctorate degree. I don't have the intellectual caliber that Pastor Albert and Pastor Chalk had. I am inferior. But the Lord says, the cloak is now on you. Continue. Others might decide to continue with you. Others might not. And it's okay. 
Our destiny is tied up not with those who left, but with those who stayed. Amen? That's an Elisha calling. Because I could, I could spend my coming three years, four years, five years running after those who left. Sige na, balik na kayo. Wawa naman ako dito. Ba't niyo ako iniwan? I could, I could do that. But the Lord would not be pleased. The Lord just assured me, they are in good hands. They're in another church. They are worshiping me still. It's okay. They are okay. I'm taking care of them. But I'm bringing in new souls to Lighthouse. I'm bringing in new lives to Lighthouse. And what you do is to continue what was begun 30 years ago because there are 30 more years coming, more younger pastors being raised, and this will only stop when Jesus Christ returns. We are not first. Jesus is first. We are merely second. And so unto Him, we give all the glory. Amen. 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 And what a sweet God we serve. Elijah's last miracle became Elisha's first. Ang last miracle ni Elijah was the parting of the Jordan River. Nawala na si Elijah. Elisha took the cloak. He struck the Jordan River and it also parted for him. What was the meaning of that? As God was with Elijah, so he was with Elisha. As God was with Moses, so he was with Joshua. As God was with the former generation of leaders in Lighthouse, so God will be with us for the rest of our days. Because it is not about us. Jesus is first. We are all second. Loyalty, audacity, continuity. Elisha, yes, Elijah did his many miracles. Elisha did double of that. I have seen so many, so many commentaries. If Elisha, if Elijah did eight miracles, Elisha did 16. If Elijah did 14 miracles, Elisha did 28 miracles. The Lord was faithful to Elisha as he was faithful with his predecessor. When we get this right, ladies and gentlemen, when we don't look at the person, when we don't look at the personality, but we look who's first, who died for us in the cross, not Chuck Quinley, not Albert Clavo, not Jojo Baldo, not Jonathan Aranton, not Brian Kairouz, not Peter Kairouz, Jesus Christ alone died for us, then we know who is first. And He will be with us up to the very last days of our lives. To Him alone be all glory and honor and praise. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Jesus is first. We are all second, mga kapatid. We are all second. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Before we pray, let's declare this again as a lighthouse family for the second Sunday. Let us declare this again because again, when we do this right, when we get this right, that God is first and we are second, the miraculous will unfold. Whoever stands in this pulpit, for as long as we know that the cloak of leadership and the mantle of anointing is upon that person, a woman or a man or a young child or a teenager or a senior citizen, it doesn't matter. For as long as the cloak of authority is upon that man, and that man knows, and that woman knows, he is second, she is second, that Jesus is first. Oh, my friends, then we will always be in good hands. Lighthouse Declaration. Say this out loud. Ready, go. 
Jesus is first. I am second. Say this out louder. Jesus is first. I am second. Ready? Our God is the greatest. Jesus is mighty first. God's agenda is my life. The Spirit is my guide. No power is above His Word. No one replaces my Lord. I yield my every dream. My life is all about Him. For the cross He bore, for every pain and wound, I declare, Jesus is first, and I am His. I am second. Give glory to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. Give glory to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for the life of your prophet Elisha. That by the narrative, Lord, that you have allowed to be transferred for thousands of generations now. His story continues to amaze us. Because it's your story in Elisha's life. And Lord, we are here under the power of your counsel. Knowing, Lord, that you are speaking unto us in a very personal way. Lord, I speak to every leader that is here today. I speak, Lord, to every parent that is here today, every discipler that is here, every pastor, every minister that is here today, Lord. We bring down before your cross this great burden of leadership, but also this beautiful call of leadership that you have placed upon our hearts. We understand, Lord, the crossroads that we will have to go through. We understand, Lord, the nights of sleeplessness that we will have to bear. Because, Lord, as Solomon would say, who can lead such great a people? Lord, I lay down before you my pains, the burdens that you have placed upon my heart along with the other pastors of this church and the elders of this church, Lord, for this community to continue on the path of faithfulness that was begun almost three decades ago. And Lord, I pray that all of us shall remain loyal, not just to personalities, but to the very ideals, to the very vision that you have cast upon this church. For generations will come and go. You said, Lord, heaven and earth will fade, but your word will remain forever. It is your calling, Lord, that this church will always go back to. When we have doubts, Lord, as to where we've been, as to where we could go, when we have second guesses about our own capacities to lead our own families, to lead these ministries, Lord, to lead such great a people, I pray, Lord, that we remain loyal to you. For if we remain loyal to your ideals, that call, Lord, will bind us together as a community. A community that is not bound only by mushy feelings. A community that is not only bound by emotional sentimentalisms. By, by the depth and the profundity of the call coming from God to be a lighthouse for the nation and the nations of this world. And so, Lord, we can persist. We will persist and persevere. And Lord, I pray for that audacious spirit to be upon us all. 
We ask, Lord, for the double portion of anointing that you have placed upon our predecessors. That as you were faithful with our former leaders, Lord, we know that you shall be with a new generation. We know, Lord, how it is to be second. For we have been second to great leaders that you have assigned over us. But Lord, today we are reminded even the greatest and the most charismatic and the most intellectual of all the leaders that came before us, they were also second to you. We are all second to you, Lord. You have always been first and no one shall ever replace that in this church. And so, Lord, we are audacious to ask for that double portion so that, Lord, every one of us here shall be your conduit of grace and power and healing and ministry to the hurting world out there because we have a mission to continue. That is to share Jesus and make disciples. Open your palms right now, church. As we open our palms, Lord, as we lift up our hands, Lord, this is us declaring once again, Jesus, you are first. I yield our every dream in this church, Lord, because our life here is all about you. We are drawn closer to your cross. We see the pain and the wound that you sustain for us. Just so we will know, Lord, you are acting in our behalf. And therefore, Lord, you deserve, you alone deserve the preeminence in everything that we do. And so in Christ alone, we place our trust. And we find our glory alone in the power of His cross. For every victory, let it be said of me, Lord. Let it be said of this church. The source of our strength, the source of our joy, the source of our hope is Christ alone. So Lord, in this time of chaos, in this time of disorientations, our hands are raised just like Moses did. And as the cloak fell into Elisha, Lord, we receive that cloak of anointing now upon us. In this time of chaos and disorientation, Lord, you will make use of your church. You will make use of your lighthouse family along with all the other churches in your kingdom so that, Lord, in this place of darkness, the light of Jesus shall shine through. The love of Jesus shall go forth. The anointing of the Holy Spirit shall truly be made manifest and the double portion of your anointing shall truly be upon us. And unto you alone be all glory and honor and praise. And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. Lighthouse family, may the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance towards all of us. May the Lord grant us His peace. His peace, not ours. His peace. For He is first. We are all second. And so unto Him be all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' most powerful name. Everyone will say, Amen. Amen.